Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite Ravens YouTube channel and favorite Ravens podcast. Talking Ravens all day, every day uh, with your host, Justin P. My co-host, Mark. I mean, sorry. Well, he is a co-host, too, but AJ Henson. He's the man. Uh, I got two very special guests today, you know, on this very, very uh, good episode, Victory Monday. Uh, first guest, uh, Jason from Huddle Up Films. His uh, stuff is going to be in the, in the um, link in the description, so y'all can go check him out. His YouTube channel is Twitter, man. He has over a thousand uh, subscribers. Great content. My second guest is Hindu. Uh, his um, Twitter name and YouTube name is Ravens. Uh, Online ungate keepers with the record um, season on <laughs> his uh, Twitter and his uh, YouTube is in the um, description as well. So, you know, go follow those guys, man. They got great content, got a bunch of followers. So, definitely, you don't want, want to miss out. And then this guy at the bottom, my co host, AJ Henson, you know, y'all already know him. <clears throat> this episode, uh, episode six for the YouTube channel for the audio version, season one, episode 11. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, <clears throat> Apple Podcast, Pandora, basically anywhere you get your podcast and music. So just type in Talking Ravens All Day Everyday Podcast. And don't let's start over. Go ahead, AJ, do your thing. All right. So, welcome back, everybody. Um, for one, I want to thank JP for having us. I want to thank our two guests for taking the time out to join us and sit here today and talk Ravens football. Um, shout out to my boy, Rick Barker, Chris Wright, Brian Murray. And uh, if you haven't already, please like and subscribe to us on YouTube. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get right to it today. All right. Um, Jason, you want to say anything, man? Just, you know, before we get started, man, tell everybody what you got going on real quick with Huddle What Film. Sure. Hey, main thing I have going on this year. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I, I appreciate <laughs> it. But the main thing, actually, Hendo was on last week, Wednesday night, live, 830. It's Garnett West, Sergeant West. Uh, Ashley Priyanka is taking a little bit of a hiatus because of the hurricane. She's the uh, our other co-host. Alex Polianis from One Winning Pod has been joining us. And we always have great guests like Hendo come on and preview the next game. So it's about a two-hour live show, Wednesdays at 8.30. Very proud of it. Also, you can find film cut-ups, player highlights, just about anything. It just depends on how the season goes, what we need to look at. Um, if I see it, you guys see it. Always say football is family. So it's my pleasure to join you guys here. It really is. Thank you. So I'm glad, hey, glad you to take time out your busy day to come join us. All right, Hendy, man. Let everybody know what you got going on with, with that amazing channel, man. All right. Thank you for having me. You know, I appreciate anytime anybody invites me on. I just love talking football. Uh, as for my channel, you know, you know me. We go back and forth on Twitter sometimes, and it's all love. I just like to give alternatives to most of people's thinkings, just, just let them know, look, everything ain't sunshine and roses. But once again, like he said, football's family. It's all love. Stop by Ravens online on gatekeepers, you know, have some fun. Anytime y'all want to come on, let's do it. You know, but I am bad at inviting people on my channel. Just remember that. If you want to come on, just hit me up. I'm like, yo, I'm coming on Sunday. It's all good. Yeah, you made sure I got on no problem. So we, uh, I can't attest to that. <laughs> Listen, you do a lot. You do a lot of hard work, my brother. And I think that, you know, you deserve a little bit more to shine because you out here grinding, you get these interviews, you're doing all this work and you really know football, even outside of Ravens football, you know, football. And I just think that you deserve more credit. So if I can kind of get your name out there anyway, I can, you know, I try to help out. Appreciate that, brother. Uh, um, Jim, we're going to kick it off, man. Last night, we got the, with Dub. I was down there, man. The, the place was rocking. 
The atmosphere was awesome. Nelly had the place rocking. Ray was up there dancing. So I know his quads probably sore, but uh, <laughs> take it off, man. So go ahead, uh, take it away. You know, floor is yours, man. Just give us your thoughts about last night game. Um, last no, night, AJ, no, and Jason, Jason, you know, you like guy like the guest go first. Jason go first. Okay. Okay, yeah, you, you blanked out there for a second. I was, I was, I was wondering. Hey, um, yeah, uh, you know, it was funny when uh, last time I talked about the game, Hendo was on with me, and uh, I was saying that, uh, you know, I expect a lot of energy and this game to mean a lot to the Ravens, and I'd be disappointed if uh, if they didn't play hard. I think they did play hard, so that was the one thing I was looking for. It was intangible; it ain't show up because, I mean, y'all follow football long enough. Those divisional games are strange. Like whenever I'm betting games, if the point spread is like seven points or something, I don't care how bad the one team is, how good the other team is. You take those points, you take those divisional wins. So, I mean, there's plenty of things we can pick on about the game, but just overall thoughts would be great win. Great win. We needed it. We were, I think, desperate for a win, as desperate as you could be for a week five game. We could not lose another home game. We could not just have that feeling from last year just still hang over us. Uh, so beating Joe Burrow and the Bengals by any means necessary was what we needed, and we got it. Good, man. Good good analysis. All right, Hendu, floor is yours. Yes, sir. Um, great win. I'm, I'm happy that we got it because, as most of you all know, we go back and forth with uh, Cincinnati Twitter, and some of those guys can be a little bit much and a little bit overconfident in their team, as you should be, just like we are. But I just think that we played hard. It got a little scary when we were up 16 to 10. And I was like, oh, Lord, please, not, not, not. We can't lose 17, 16. We can't do this. But Cincinnati, you know, uh, Zach Taylor, he, he wasn't smart enough to run some time off the clock. And once they scored with about a minute 53 left, I said, oh, Lamar's going to take this down the field. And Justin Tucker got it. It's over. So once that happened, you know, I felt a sigh of relief. But I felt offensively and defensively, we played a little bit sounder football, but there are still some things that we need to clean up. But overall, great victory. Yeah, well said. All right, go ahead, AJ. Floor is yours. Um, first, I want to say, you know, I'm glad we got the W. Uh, on both sides of the ball, um, there's some things that definitely need to be cleaned up in personnel and coaching. Uh, wise, but uh, we got the W. Um, and for the most part, man, uh, I'm glad Ronnie Stanley is back. Um, you know, I seen him out there. He lo- he looked like he in good shape. You know, he he of course he was on a limited snap count, but um, for him to be out there, you know, after the the injury, and we all know what happened to him. We all know the significance of the injury. Um, I'm glad to see him out there. Um, and I and I and I seen him before the game started, and he was just over there. You could tell he was really emotional. Uh, you know, it was a lot of stuff going through his head. To be honest, we I really didn't think if he, you know, he'd play football again. But uh, shout out to Ronnie Stanley, man, for being there. And uh, hopefully, you know, he can stay up. He can stay healthy. And, uh, they, I mean, he looked good. He looked in shape. He wasn't limping. Of course, he was splitting snaps between him and Macari. But uh, that was the biggest thing that I seen last night uh, as far as, you know, just coming in and him just being able to go out there and be continue being our franchise left tackle. Um I want to say shout out to Marcus Peters, man. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I don't know. And I don't know if from that last game, you know, him and Hobbs got into it. And I, to- and I told you, JP, I said, hey, he will smack somebody in the face, man. And look what he did to Jamal. I mean, it was accidental, but I told you he will smack somebody in the face. I said, watch what's going to happen. 
Marcus Peters, you know, of course, we didn't have him last year. We missed him. We all love him. We all know what he brings to the table. But, you know, Cincinnati, the wide receivers, they was talking a lot of junk saying, you know, and then Burrow talking about, you know, it was easy to throw on us and all of that. Marcus Peters shut all that down. He set the tone and Jamar Chase was shut down. Um, you know, so so shout out to Marcus Peters, man. But uh, overall, I'm glad we got the W. You know, like I said, it's, it's a division win. Um, you know, if you win a division, you automatically in. So I'm glad we got the W. And uh, like I say, on both sides of the ball, it's things that need to be cleaned up. Uh, we're going to get into that later on. But uh, I'm just happy we got the W. Uh, Breon just joined us, you know what I mean? So I'm going to go ahead and let him go. Go ahead, Breon. What's going on, y'all? Breon from the fourth, from Danville. But um, great, great victory yesterday. You know, victory Monday. So we celebrate. Over over to Cincinnati, so you know it's feel it always feel good, but um, it was a great game, great hard fought game. You know, uh, I wish we would have did a little bit more on offense. I feel like we had to had the potential. Um, just I feel like Lamar was standing in the pocket too long. You know, when if it ain't there, take off. Ain't no need to stand in the pocket and dance. Take off. You know what I'm saying? You got you got to you got to get for a reason. You know what I'm saying? So. Uh, other than that, defense played great. Uh, that's a, a team victory for a team, a good team win, all around. Well said. Me personally, uh, like I said, it, we we definitely left points on the field. Like we had nineteen, it definitely could have been anywhere from thirty-one to thirty-five points scored. But like I said, that's going to come with just cleaning up stuff, you know. And just Lamar, he, he missed yeah. two eyes. That's only down to what he say, the interception. He overshot the Mark Robinson. You know, he could just put it down a little bit, throw it away, and took another three. But uh, we did enough offensively, you know, to, to grind it out. Stanley looked good for him just coming back. He, you know, he, you know, he anchored. That's what all. That's what all pro left tackle do. He anchored. You know, so once he get his legs under him, you know, we'll see him out there. You know, full time. But he did pretty good for the limited time out there. J.K. was running hard. Um, King Drake was running hard. They 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 they, they got some tough grinded out yards. They didn't really break big ones, but they got some six seven yard runs. You know that just kept the chains moving. And of course Andrews, what called Andrews, he did his thing, man. He just basically stole the show as usual. Every time we need a big catch, he came through. So, um, Duvernay had a hell of a game too. You know, uh, you know he we basically used him like we used deep like the out of you deep on San Francisco. We got him, we gave him. You know, we give him a talk, you know, run the balls, like we just, you know, anybody, any means, we just put the ball in the hand. Um, the play calling was better. It could have been, you know, it was better than normal, but it could have still been a little better. Our red zone offense got to get a little better. Like, run, the, like, use your backs in the red zone. Like, you got that record, you got uh, Ray, Mike Davis, you got J.K. Dobbins. Go out formation and run the ball down there. Like, you don't got to go three receivers, red all the time. Like, Defensively, uh, man, Mike McDonald was taking a lot of heat from everybody. Yeah. So, he, the last two weeks, his defense has been performing, though. You hold Burrow 17 points, you hold Josh Allen the 20, 23 points. So, you know, and I mean, every every week we get a turnover. So, it was like, you know, last year we had seven turnovers all together. This year we got like we got double that down there. So, the defense was amazing. Uh, the coaching was much better. Harbaugh took his points. You know, so he definitely gets a game off for me, you know, just 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 by deciding to take the points. And look what happened. We came down, got a game on the field goal. So 
he definitely just gotta uh, he definitely just gotta trust his team a little bit more. It's okay to want to gamble a little bit, but sometimes you just gotta take the seven is not always guaranteed. But um, like I said, overall good team win. Uh, go ahead, Jason. It's back to you. Yeah, I you know you just brought up the the coach and the coordinators. I do think that this was a game um, that they had to step up. We had to step up. We were undermanned at a couple of key positions. I thought coming into the game, Peters wasn't going to play. Missing Bateman, uh, I think that goes to Brion's point, like uh, with Lamar holding the ball. It was, you know, I have to go back and look at the tape, and I'll post some of it, but I, I don't feel like we were getting a lot of separation versus Cincinnati uh, going into the game. Hey, Miss B. And uh, – Yolanda, yeah. So I thought it was a really good game, and and we saw the difference between Mike McDonald and Wink Martindale in that game. Uh, I think one of the reasons that Wink left was because he was unwilling to bend his style of just attacking all the time. And when you look at a team like Cincinnati, and if I want to expand that out to Kansas City and even Buffalo, if you want to hold these teams down, you cannot play press man and expect Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, some of the other great quarterbacks to just go all out, all or nothing against them all the time. They will burn you. So I like what McDonald is doing. The change in philosophy showed, yeah, we're going to give up a little bit more in the run game than we want um, by playing off like that. We're going to have a lot more tip passes and turnovers because we got bodies waiting in the secondary. So overall, I think it really paid off for this game. Uh, The Mike McDonald philosophy, I was really happy to see it pay off. We have problems to fix. And then on offense, yeah, I think Roman did – did uh did call a good game, uh considering what we had out there and what we were facing. So um so yes, man. I, overall, I, like you said, there's there's things I could pick on. Um, you know, Lamar. You know, I think he gets overhyped sometimes when the games the situation gets too big. It's really like the only knock I have on him. He can do anything you want on a football field, but that throw, especially to Colin Wallace, he just needs to relax a little bit, put a little air under it, and it, and that game's over. But it's a fourth and two crucial situation. Just so happy like Kendo said, that we were able to uh, pull out the win and kind of squash a little bit of that Cincinnati cockiness that we've seen coming uh, from the fans and their players. All right. Um, you're not, you're not going to hear me say this too often, but I give, I have to give um, Gregory Roman a little bit of credit. You, you said he may not have called the best of games, but I think with what he had to work with, he did a pretty decent job. He had to manufacture offense because without Bateman there nobody really fears Duvernay nobody fears Wallace nobody fears Prochet it's pretty much Mandrews and I think he did a good job of trying to mix things up to scheme people open now listen Lamar is not above reproach he should have hit those shots especially the one in Tyler Wallace he was wide open but I do think for Lamar he's pressing a little bit and he's trying to show people he's a pocket passer that's why he's not running that's why he yeah. sees these open lanes, and he's trying to shut these critics up instead of playing his game. I think if Lamar plays his game, we blow anybody out because nobody can touch this man. He's the most dynamic man in the NFL. Now, defensively, I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned, and you said we held Buffalo to 23 points. That was because they had some injuries. If Isaiah McKenzie didn't break his leg, it may be a different game if they didn't play in the rain. Um, Cincinnati, if T. Higgins wasn't hurt, this might have been a different game. I think that was a big issue that that came up. Um, Jason spoke about it as far as the run game goes. Joe Mixon was averaging two and a half yards of curry for the season. He averaged five and a half yards of curry last night. 
I think these are some concerns and some things that we need to clean up. Me, I'm not a Mike McDonald fan. I think, and I've said it before, he should have stayed his senior year in college. He can get better. I think he's going to learn, but I just think me personally, I don't think that defensive coordinators in Baltimore can kind of use their own identity. I think there's a blueprint that's set and they have to work and scheme around what the Ravens want to do. That's why we see some of the same stuff. That's why you see Justin Matabike dropping back in coverage. Like, why is he back in coverage? Another thing with Matabike, and I've said this before, he's on he's on the uptick. But for some reason, when he starts to get going, they take him out the game. Yeah. I don't get that. Why is Calais Campbell playing more snaps than Justin Matabike? But listen, I'm glad we got the win. But going forward – against teams that aren't injured, this may not work. Um, credit to what both of you guys said, just to piggyback off it. Um, you know, offensively, uh, looking at it, uh, last night, you know, and I and I said this, JP, uh, run the ball. I mean, it's, it's not hard. I mean, um, I, and I always say this every episode. Uh, to me, nobody in the National Football League wants to go in the hole with Patrick Ricard one-on-one. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. No linebacker. I don't care who you are, safety. Not even the defensive lineman wants to see him one-on-one when he gets it going because, uh, you know, he will put you in the dirt. Uh, run the ball. I'm like, why are we shying away from the run game? They couldn't stop it. Um, I didn't understand it. Um, I feel like on offense, uh, personnel, you know, I look at it. We, we had three tight ends in the game, um, you know, in the throwing play, and all of them go out for routes, which I didn't understand. I'm like, so we're not going to have no wide receivers in. We're just going to have tight ends in. And we're going to send everybody out on the route. Um, didn't make sense. Um, you know, so I feel like, uh, you know, it, it, it can get better. But these formations, you know, I'm tired of seeing – it seems like to me when Ro- – so Bateman goes out, it seems like Roman, he just goes back to what he knows. I mean, where's the adjustments at? Okay, where, you know, what are we doing? Okay, um, we can go into center a little bit more. Um, I mean, we're getting yards. We're getting, you know, getting curries. Um, where's Nick Boyle? I mean, is he hurt? We need a second level blocker, blocker because Josh Oliver is not it. I'm just going to go ahead and say that right now. When we need a second level blocker, he's not our guy. So is Boyle hurt? You know, he was suited up last night. I don't even think he touched the field. Um, and it's just personnel. Now, Lamar did have some overthrown throws, as we all know. The one to tie on Wallace, I think he got a little excited when he seen it. And to his credit, and you was at the game, JP, you can let me know. When Wallace put his hand up, to me, it looked like he kind of slowed down instead of kept running. It looked yeah. like he kind of like he seen it and he just stopped. So I think that's why he kind of overshot him. The one that Duvernay, he threw it. And, uh, you know, Lamar, he doesn't, Lamar, when he throws, he doesn't take it all the way back. He flicks that wrist and it just floats. It's like it, it catches a sail and it just goes, you know. Um, but, you know, we all could, he, you know, he could work on that. A lot of quarterbacks have overthrown passes. He wasn't the first one. Uh, they didn't see somebody or didn't hit him. I mean, you know, Russell Wilson missed the open touchdown the other night, you know. So, um, but, you know, that's stuff that we can work on. Defensively, I don't understand, you know, credit to, you know, what you said. And I, why, why is Campbell getting all these snaps? Matabike, to me, is our best lineman up front. Uh, Travis Jones, is his, is his snaps limited? You know, Roger Washington is getting time. I don't understand, you know, what's going on. But uh, I'm just going to say this right now. Calais Campbell is not what he used to be. I mean, he's getting stood up. He's not getting no pressure. He's not pushing. 
Um, so I don't understand what's going on. Matabike needs to be in. Travis Jones, we need youth up there to help, you know. And, and right now, Campbell is just a leader. And I was watching the game last night, and I said at this point, he needs to go on the shelf like Campbell's suit because I mean, he's not really – He's non-effective, you know. Um, Kyle Hamilton. I don't know. You know, I don't know if he's ready. I don't know if, uh, you know, I seen him come in last night on Hayden Hurst, and he wasn't going to catch the touchdown, for one. So you didn't have to put your hands on him. And then Williams gets hurt, and, you know, they don't even bring you in. They put Geno Stone in. This makes me, this makes me question – you know, that, that Kyle Hamilton. Um, I don't know if he's not ready or, you know, he gets confused because from what I've seen, and I've said this before, Chuck Clark and Williams have been chewing him out when he's in the, in the game. So I don't know, you know, what the deal is. Um, but uh, we, it's a lot of things we got to fix. And like you said, mainly try to, you know, we can stop the run. Queen has to get off blocks. Um, you know, last night I – Felt like he was playing a little better. Shout out to JPP for doing his thing, getting a little pressure. The refs was terrible. Uh, Oway was getting held. JP, did you hear me? I'm, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a little slack to Oway. He was getting held. Um, um but <laughs> overall, I I don't know I don't know what it's gonna be because, like you said, if it wasn't for injuries, we don't know where we would be at because defensively up front, I mean, what is going on? I, I, to me, we need to bring Isaiah Mack up from the practice squad because we literally you, – you keep putting Cam on there. He's not making no noise. We need some youth up there. And Travis Jones and Matabike, like you said, especially Matabike, once he gets hot, once he gets going, they take him out the game. I don't understand it. Go ahead, Breon. Uh, I, I just want to get up for uh, Patrick Queen, man. He 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 bounced back. You know, he, he dropped two of them, and I was like, "What's going on?" He got butterfingers, but I I feel like he had to get that one against Joe Barrow. But at the same time, he he just got to play better overall. You know, fill the gaps, stay disciplined, and uh, just just ball out. I mean, we know you fast, but you gotta show you you can coverage. You can coverage people. You can you can get the job done when we need you to. You know, what I'm saying you starting so. I just want to give a shout out to him. And uh Marcus Peters, he was he definitely carried over some of the and we talked about that on the last show I was on, how uh they got the fighting and stuff at the end of the game, how they can use that as a uh, fuel to get the job done and to play better. So I like to see that out of the defense. Uh offensively to go off what y'all said, uh Lamar did miss some passes, uh, especially that, that interception. That was way over uh my man's head. So he get that down. That's that's a completion. We don't know what happened after that. We can go score again, you know. So um, just we got to play just a little little adjustments. Like I said, when we lose, when we lose to teams I know we can beat, you know that's what gets me. I'm like, we got all the talent in the world. We have the talent. It's just we just have to execute better and stop doing them crazy penalties and and just shooting ourselves in the foot. So once we Get it all together, and it's still what week five going on week six. So I, it ain't no panic, but it's, it's it's frustration when you know we should be undefeated. You know what I'm saying? So other than that, we just keep building, keep growing, and uh, trust, big trust. Y'all know big trust is always big trust, no matter what. When we break down, get it together, gel back together, and, and we get the job done. We go forward, move forward. That's what I have for it. 
Uh, well said, Brian. But yeah, me, um, me personally, just to piggyback off everybody's D line. Yeah, I agree. Metabuke should be on the field more. But Calais Campbell, he played pretty well last night, man. He caused a lot of pressure. And I saw what Mike McDonald did. Instead of him putting him inside, he put him outside on the edge. Because people forget he's normally an edge rusher. But by him playing, by him being his size and coming here in a three-four defense, he's playing a little out of, out of position. Which you know, you still gotta adjust. It's the NFL. But in Jacksonville, he was a four-three and. Arizona 4-3, and that's where he had. If you notice, Henry, that's where he had all them sacks at, them 15, 16. He comes up, he leaves that edge a little bit more because now he can get his hands on a tackle instead of having two people beating up on him. He only got one. So I'm glad Mike McDonald did that and realized that, like, okay, he can come off the edge because that's, that's where he, that's where he, had, that's where he had his most success at. But, yeah, he does got to play a little bit tougher too. To your point. Right, Travis Jones definitely has to play more. That kid can rush the pass and stop the run. So just the whole defensive line rotation should be a little bit more, a little bit more better. Like we should have fresh bodies coming in. Like Roger Washington, you know, seven defensive line. Like JPP, he, you know, him and the old way shouldn't be playing the whole entire game. You activated Brandon Copeland, who didn't do too bad. Uh, like I said, you got uh, Tyus Bowser Gray be coming back soon. And like I said, hopefully going on with David a job on this situation to be ready. So once we get like all those guys healthy. Our rotation should be good. We shouldn't have no tired legs in the fourth quarter. The offensive line, to me as a whole, played amazing. Like I said, the, the pass protection was there. Lamar only got sacked one time, which was a penalty for real. Uh, they opened up running lanes. Like I said, having Ronnie back, you know, helped you know helped a little bit. They had Patrick McCarry back, helped too. And I gotta give a shout out to Tyler Lindemar, man. He got hurt, came back in the game, man. He got it out. He said, "Man, the hell with this, man. I'm going back in the game." Man. He chose. Yeah, lose his spot. Yeah, he he told he told he told um, Joe D. Alexander, O-line coach, I got nothing against Christian Cologne. I trust him, but nah, I'm, I'm finishing this game, man. And that was big, man. We need to get first down, first down, you know, run the clock down, keep the field goal, man. So I'm, you know, Harbaugh. I'm glad he learned this lesson, man. Like you got the best kicker in the league, man. Five all time, use him, man. You got the secret weapon, use him. Use your team. <laughs> you tell you feel. It come down to him, man. I I put my faith in him, Mike. So you know. Greg Roman definitely, like I said, he called a pretty good game, but like you said, for what he had to work with. Uh, but the only thing I'm going to say is Lamar got to go through his progressions a little bit more because Demarcus Robinson had single coverage all night. He should have, you know, took a little bit more shots than him and Prochet. Like, don't get me wrong. I know you love Andrews, but when you play, te- when you play better teams, the playoff team, y'all know this, they're going to double him. Like, they like the, yeah. Titans, like the Titans did in the playoffs uh, three years ago. So we got to get in the habit of spread that ball around a little bit more. But um, overall, like I said, man, um, it worked. Like I said, it definitely wasn't the prettiest or the most exciting. But, hey, I'd rather take an ugly win than a pretty loss. The Dolphins game, the Dolphins game was a pretty loss. Pretty loss. Y'all know the time that we get anyway. We get the ugly loss. We get the ugly win. No matter how it goes, we get the ugly one. But, hey, we take them. <laughs> we take them. Back to you, Jason. Hey, we had some we had some ugly losses. I don't think those losses were pretty. I'm up. I'm gonna split with Justin on that one, man. Those those were heartbreakers, man. And uh, <laughs> you know, a couple of things that uh, just I want to build on, just from from my perspective and my specialty, Geno Stone versus Kyle Hamilton. This hmm. is something that's that's very, um, you know, I have very strong feelings about. So I watch Kyle Hamilton now. Watch him very closely. In the back end, when it comes to Kyle Hamilton. He's made more mental mistakes than fans realize on TV. There was a there was a pass in the in the Buffalo game 
uh, that was broken up. It could have been a touchdown. I think it was Marcus Williams or whatever that broke it up. Uh, that Kyle Hamilton blew that play too. Everybody saw what happened in the Miami game, going all the way back to the Jets game. When they have put Kyle Hamilton in that back end, you can see clearly, and it's like confirmed to me by people going over and talking to him, throwing up their arms, you know, telling them to get his stuff together. So I have no problem at all, especially in the middle of a game like that that's so important, that's so low scoring. I would take Geno Stone over Kyle in the back end as a free safety, okay? Not talking about in the box. I'm talking about in the back end where your responsibility matters. Geno Stone is is not a playmaker. He takes great angles. He is where he's supposed to be. And we saw last year when he took over for Brandon Stevens in that Packers game, I believe, things calmed down a lot on the back end. So if you're talking about a box safety covering tight ends, um, yeah, he had the Hurst. Uh, Hamilton had the Hurst incident last night. But I understand, man, you get Kyle Hamilton in the game, let him use his size, let him wreck shop in the box. But Hamilton, I agree with Yolanda, he will get there eventually. It's a trust thing, though. Right? This game against the Giants, I could see the coaches relying on Kyle Hamilton over Geno Stone a little bit more because, let's face it, the Giants don't have many weapons on that back end. We could play a simple single-man safety, just let Kyle hang back there and have the whole back end and be trusted for a situation like that. Against Joe Burrow and Cincinnati, different spots. So I like the fact that Geno Stone came in last night and did what he thing, did, did his thing. Um, offensive line, probably the the biggest, most pleasant surprise for me this year is our pass protection. Um, Lamar being one of the fewest hit quarterbacks in the league, I ain't see that coming. I don't know about the rest of y'all, but you know I'm worried about Lamar's protection constantly. So that's been a good thing. It was nice to see them get it cranking in the run game last night. So, you know, just building off of what I heard you guys say, yeah, I got strong feelings about the Kyle Hamilton, Geno Stone. I think Kyle will be fine eventually. His instincts are good. He just he's playing like Ed Reed right now and not playing like a rookie. You you got it. That that kind of stuff comes with a lot of time, a lot of experience. Kyle's just got to settle down, take care of his responsibility first before he tries doing all, all that extra back there. So, um, yeah, I still think thumbs up with this team. Uh, you know, I, I you know, I, I'm, I'm higher on McDonald than most. I think we played one bad quarter, horrible quarter against Miami. Other than that, man, I, you know, the Jets game I thought was pretty good. Buffalo was okay. Um, you know, it's a coordinator feeling his way into the league and feeling his way into the personnel too. So, um, you know, I, I feel like there's upside on both sides of the ball. Bowser coming back. Um, you know, I still would like to see another receiver added to this team. I still would like to see an inside linebacker added to this team. Um, I think that that's, that's where we're weak right now. I think the edge will take care of itself. Hey, Jason, Jason, not to, uh, to add on what you said real quick. I think we, did we, did we get AJ Klein? Did, yes. Did we make that official? Oh, so we got AJ Klein coming and we got Isabella at receiver coming. So it should be, Hey, I would like to have an Odell, but you know it is it, Odell's he doing his thing. But Odell would be a nice complimentary piece. You know, he he one of the stars. He ain't most. I, I don't think he lost anything. Uh, that'd be a great, great jail to our, our receiver core. And then AJ Klein coming in at linebacker, I think he'll help out a lot. You know, Josh Bond's a little old. He, you know, he he'll yeah. up there, but he'd be a complimentary piece to the linebacker piece too. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I was going to say I'm seeing it with Bynes. I was just agreeing yeah. with you. It's just, yeah. it's just, you know, he's bailed us out for what three years in a row. 
something like that. He would spent one year with the Bengals, but you know what I mean? And it's just, it's just not quite Josh Bynes. You'll see it in splashes, like with, with most older players, play here, play there. That that's Josh Bynes. But on a down to down basis, man, he's getting locked more than I think he is. And uh, I just to add on before you take over, I've been Team Odell for quite a while because if his knee's good, like we don't know what's up with his knee when he'll be returned. But the the way to receive the way the Ravens lean on tight ends and way they want to <laughs> see what Duvernay and other guys got, I feel like adding Odell as an X factor down the stretch. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. All right, Hindu, man. Back to you, man. Oh, where do I start? Um, offensively, uh, yes, we we most definitely need to get a wide receiver. That's why all offseason we were talking about we need to get some kind of veteran presence in here because if something happens to Bateman, they're going to double Andrews and we're going to be in the, we're going to be in a ton of trouble. And it came to fruition. Now, as far as Andy Isabella goes. It's it's the same scenario that we keep we've been going through since after training camp. We keep getting these players that other teams cut. They were cut for a reason because they're not that good, and we think that they're going to come in here and save the team. And it happens with and that's the thing that frustrates me the most. It's not the player itself. It's that everybody's always like, "Oh snap, we just picked up so and so. He's going to turn the team around." Three weeks later, cut him. Pick up somebody else. Oh no, we're gonna get hit. We getting him. Oh man, he's gonna take over for so and so. We're going to the Super Bowl now. Oh man, he didn't make it a week. So I think that I think we need to stop playing moneyball, so to speak, and actually start filling holes. We need to get off of this draft capital because year in and year out, Eric DaCosta is getting nine, 10, 11 picks. And to me, all his picks have been busts. He's picked up a couple of decent players here. He's picked up a couple of decent players here. But let's be real about the situation. To take it, and Jason, don't don't hurt me, Jason. Please. I don't want no problems from you, bro. But Hamilton is a bust. I mean, he's not a bust. He's he he's a bust in the sense uh, of and, no, 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 no. I don't mean I don't mean a listen, I don't mean a bust in the sense of the normal he ain't gonna be this. I mean bust as in. I'm tired of people crowning somebody generational talent. If you're a generational talent, you can beat out Chuck Clark. If you're a generational talent, you can beat out Geno Stone. Now, I don't need a top 10, 15 pick to play in the box. I didn't draft you in the top 15. If I drafted you in the top 15, I expect you to make plays. I expect you to be right. I don't hear anybody saying Micah Parsons. Let's give him a couple years to get ready. No, he's a real generational talent that goes out and affects the game. I'm tired of the Ravens thinking that they've outsmarted people because that's the big thing. Oh, they outsmarted everybody and picked up uh, Kyle Hamilton with the 14th pick. No, other teams just knew. We're not putting a top 15 pick into a safety. He didn't fall to us. He just really wasn't as good as people thought that he is. Mental lapses, that counts as a part of the player. I don't care if you have all the physical tools with Patrick Queen. I think Patrick Queen has all the physical tools in the world to be one of the better linebackers in the NFL. But mentally... He's just not there. And Yolanda told me to tell you, Yolanda told me to tell all of y'all that uh, Odafe Owe, and I know y'all like to say he getting held, he went from one play Owe back to no way. Hey, we, hey. Yolanda, Yolanda told me, she told me that, this, she told me to tell y'all that this morning. But <laughs> you, you know how I feel about it. I, I call him Odafe Obust. That's just what I call him. That's his name for me, Odafe Obust. <laughs> He's not a bust because, for me personally, I didn't expect anything out of him. Now, I know in EDC, y'all trust, not y'all, but in essence, in EDC, y'all trust, we knew what it was. 
and people can speak to college production and the zero sacks last year. I know that it doesn't mean much, but if you could tell, he doesn't have any pass rush moves. He just has speed. And he just runs as hard as he plays. Listen, the dude plays as hardest, and I think that another problem is the team that he went to. The Baltimore Ravens overworked people. That's why Justin Houston got hurt. That's why all of these older players are getting injured because we play them too much. And I think that they're playing Owe a little too much during the game. And by the end, he's done. Like, he's spent. Like, he can't do no more. He got hurt last year because you wanted him to rush the passer, passer, and then you want him to play gunner on special teams. So I, I think we, I think part of it is the player. A lot of it has to do with the coaching. But, yeah, but I don't think I don't think Owe's a bust. He wasn't worth a first-round pick, but, you know. Uh, AJ, uh, floor is yours. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm gonna say he's a bust for where he was picked at with a first round pick. That's that's just my take on it. I can't and argue I, with it. And I touch bases on it every time. JP, you know this. I say him and Mika Parsons went to the same school. So I know Coachy wasn't the issue. I'm just gonna say it. And I know Dallas, I'm gonna keep saying it. Dallas defensively or their personnel is not better than ours. I'm gonna say that. AJ, hold so, up what you say. Micah Parsons. I'll let you get with it. It's Micah. Yeah, Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons. So, hey, Justin. <laughs> Justin, it's Matt Abike, too. Let me get you on that. <laughs> that means me. Look at my nose. So, for me, um, I didn't expect nothing from him when we was getting him. I looked at him. I was like, for one, I never heard of the guy, really. I never really heard of the name. And I just was like, who is this kid? And they talk about how fast he was. But I don't care how fast you are. I want to know, can you make a play? That's the same thing with wide receivers. I don't care how fast you run in a straight line. I want to know if the game is on the line and it's fourth and three and I throw you the ball, can you get that first down? Can you get that touchdown? That's what I want to know. I don't care about that. Um, so for me, I, I've been writing him off. Um, as for Lady Queen, um, you know, I mean, you know, I, I'm not. I mean, for, for me, when he was drafted at for us, I believe he's a bust. Um, for way, if he would have came in, the, like I said, late second, early third, I could live with that. Yep. But first round pick for where we drafted him at, bust. Kyle Hamilton, I'm with him doing this to be. Kyle is a bust. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. he looks like he belongs in the NBA. Uh, he looks like he belongs on the Golden State Warriors. He wants to be a pretty boy. He don't want to play football. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I believe he's a bust. Um, wow. You know, where we drafted this kid at, um, you know, I, I don't – I just don't see it. I mean, I see him get out there on the field. He looks lost. He doesn't know what to do. Um, he gets constantly yelled at. I mean, he's not working out for us. And just to go back to EDC – I mean, who has he drafted that has really impacted us? I mean, what, what really what has EDC really done? Who has he really drafted that has really impacted us? Because when I look at the draft, you draft a wide receiver in Hollywood who had an injury to his foot. You know, he's, I'll say, five foot eight, maybe 140 pounds on a good day with his equipment and his cleats on. Um, I mean, you look at him, that's another first round pick. I mean, you know, what, I mean, what, what really has he done? You know, then you go down to Patrick Quay, Odafe Owe. Uh, Odafe Owe, he had the uh, uh, shoulder injury uh, that we later found out about. That's why he was playing with the brace on there. Another guy who was hurt, Lindenbaum, has a foot injury. But Lindenbaum looks good. I'm not going to say he's he's a bust. But what, he looks good. He's a scrappy little guy. I like him. You know, I'll take him. 
Patrick Queen was a a one a one year wonder. I'm not even gonna say that he was just a guy who was on the team that won a championship. He didn't, he didn't do nothing. He didn't do nothing in college. He wasted the draft pick on this kid. He's a bust. Lady Queen, Odafe Obus, and Pretty Boy Hamilton. Those two right there. I mean, I don't know what to say. I don't know what EDC is doing. Now, the moves that he did make, you know, bringing in Peters, I would say that's a good move. That's one good move I can acknowledge. Damn. We go out and we get uh, uh, Williams of Safety. That's another good move. But honestly, what has he done for this team and the general manager-wise? I mean, okay, you bring back Calais Campbell, an older, older veteran. I'm at the first time. Yeah, but not, not the but, second time. But we need youth. We need young guys up front. We need young guys who can come in there, ball youth, good legs, who are ready to perform. I'm tired of us, like Hindu said, getting these guys who have been cut, or you out there just floating around, and we want to be cheap. We need a dog. I'm gonna tell you right now, Andy Isabella. I don't know what we picking them up. First and foremost, we have wide receivers. We don't even use the guys we got. Okay. Demarcus Robinson, I believe, easily can be a one or a two. That's I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Duvernay, Duvernay is playing like he could be a one or two. Um, you know, but then most of the time to me, it's not even that they playing, it's Lamar improvising. It's not Greg Roman's play calling, it's Lamar improvising. The plays break down and these guys just happen to find a way to get open. Or Lamar find a way to run out the pocket or sit there and these guys get open because our, our route tree overlaps so much. We have the most overlap route tree, I think, in the NFL. Our routes are just, I mean, they trash to me. But, you know, um, but it, I don't know, man. It's just we we need some young guys. And, and I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, Carolina is trying to clean house. Um, so what do you guys think about trading for a DJ Moore? You know, I don't, I don't know what you guys think, but um, you know, just, just give me your thoughts on that. Me personally, I think it would be perfect. Like, listen, we already, we already effed up on Stephon Diggs twice. We should have drafted DJ Moore when he came out of Maryland. Like, we, we have this talent in our backyard, and we let it slip away. If we have the opportunity to get it, get him now, I think it would be perfect. Listen, I don't mean no harm. They need to go hard and get him and Christian McCaffrey. And Brian Burns. Like, if you're really trying to do a wholesale fire sale. Hey, dude, it's not Madden, bro. And I'm a Madden junkie. It ain't Madden. <laughs> it, it, listen, it don't have to be Madden. But you know what? Do listen, get who you can. Package some deal. At least get two of them. Like, I know you have – the Ravens have to get their defense. So you get Brian Burns because you have to get your defense. There's no way that the Ravens are going to go out and just get offense. It's not their style. It's just not their style. But listen – First and seconds, both years. I don't see him doing that. I can see him getting Chris. I can see him getting DJ Moore and Brian Burns. Christian McCaffrey not really needed because you got JK and Gus in my opinion. Is he better than him? Yes, but that's not that's more a necessity than a need. Okay. So you telling me investing $43 million into a defensive backfield, drafting a safety while we just paid $170 million isn't overkill. This is my problem with Baltimore Ravens fans. It's okay when we do stuff on defense, but when it comes to offense, it's a little bit too much. Running back. I don't know. So are we trying to try, go, oh, go ahead? Go ahead. I was just asking, are we trying to win or are we not? Because listen, we can say what we want to. This style of football ain't gonna cut it in the playoffs. I get nope. you, but Brian Burns on rookie contract, DJ Moore contract is not he's still on a rookie contract too on a 50 option. Those contracts are managed. Christian McCaffrey got 90 something million for a running back, and he's amazing, do everything well. But this, like, uh, do you really want to show to that? Do you have to restructure it? Hey Justin, and McCaffrey I guess, is almost literally 
possible to add at the at this point. Listen, you can't I get- like I you know I would like to live in that world too, but you can't like the money that's owed to McCaffrey this year. You can restructure Peters, you can restructure Andrews. Hell, you could probably get a couple million off of Tucker, but uh, McCaffrey is is like that's not even worth talking about in my my personal opinion. I'm, I'm a him. big yes to DJ. We don't have um, to get McCaffrey. We don't have to get McCaffrey. I just need y'all. Well, not you, but I just need the organization to show Lamar I'm going all in. I don't care if you get him or not. You, right. just, need to, you just need to show Lamar, look, I'm trying to get you some help. Because the way that it's looking, every time we get something, we get a Kyle Hamilton or a Dafe Owe or a Patrick Queen. Damn, we getting this for we getting this for Lamar. How? How Hindu, Hindu, that's the wrong names, man. You gotta say the names I gave you. Lady Queen. No, bro. I'm not I'm not disrespect. Listen, well, I'm not disrespecting the men, bro. They are Baltimore Ravens. Like them or not, bro. I'm gonna give them the respect that they deserve. I'm I mistakenly called Queen Patricia last night. I'm not doing it, bro. And it was it was a Freud, it was a Freudian slip. But just for me personally, I, I wanted to see some real effort being put into it. Like you don't have to really acquire these people, but I'm tired of hearing, yeah, we went after DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, we went after Stefan Diggs. You know, we tried to get Devontae Parker and we thought about getting Tyreek Hill. Like I'm tired of this fake we tried because you can't try a hundred times and miss a hundred times. You know, even with the with the Bobby Wagner situation, we offered five hundred thousand more than his home team. Okay, well, why don't you offer him some real money? Some real money that'll say, hey, we really want you to come here and we don't believe in Patrick Queen. Hey, Justin. Justin, I, um, I, dude, I agree. I agree with a lot of what Hendo's saying. Uh, I just want to say for this year, practical solutions to get back to your Panthers question. I'm, a, I'm all in on the DJ Moore. That is a young player. That is a guy that is under a manageable contract. That is a guy that you could add to this team that would help not only now, but in the future. It would facilitate Lamar. Man, you got DJ Moore, a yak guy. You got Bateman, a route running guy. You got Mark Andrews in the middle. That would help. That would make our, our offense undefensible, hard to plan for enough. Uh, and another guy I want to throw out there that not many people know about is Frankie Louvu. Uh, he is a middle linebacker that does not play games. I don't know if you saw me mention it on Twitter, but here's another guy. The league is undervaluing uh, middle linebackers. This guy is a Baltimore Ravens throwback type linebacker who can cover, who is physical because, you know, my main, main, main problem with Queen is just there's, there's a few, there's a few of them, but I like, I, I tweeted out last night during the game. I, I just, it just hurts me on some kind of level to see our linebacker not be the baddest man on the planet, constantly getting dragged, you know, getting run over, that kind of thing. It's like, if you're bad in coverage, all right, I can deal with that. But let's bring some physicality to the game in in that aspect. So, yes, like I would be willing to go out of our normal comfort zone to acquire guys like DJ Moore, Frankie Louvo. Uh, uh, th- those are the two guys that I really like on, on Carolina. Brian Burns, I would love to, but I feel like – if I had to make a choice looking at who we got coming back at edge and the financial commitment, we'd have to make the Burns, um, who is a free agent after this year. I would say the most EDC, but the most aggressive EDC type things we could do would be DJ Moore and Frankie Louvo. Uh We all cut off, so I'm going to go ahead and go. Um, I, agree with eight, I agree with everything y'all said. I'm just going to have my own spin. First, I'm going to start with the first draft. Come on, y'all got – you know what it is? 
so spoiled. Not saying you guys in general, but men and don't have this conversation. And men, we had this conversation too. We, we are spoiled. We are spoiled. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like middle linebackers, I mean, you think everybody gonna play like that? Not gonna happen. Wayne, yes, he doesn't need to play better. Yes, but his grades been good. PFF, take it for whatever you want. Like I guess I know it ain't the most reliable source, so I just want to throw that nugget out there. Kyle Hamilton grades been pretty good too. So, you know, he had like a 77 or 80. So, these guys, like, Hamilton definitely going to be better with time. That's just that's just a given. Like I say, size, you can't coach 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, you can coach a little other little intangibles. He's going to be on okay. the By season's end, he's definitely going to be on the field more. And then next year, he's going to be a full-time starter. Wayne, hey. I think Wayne finally got a coordinator that know how to utilize him a little better. He's, getting, he's in position more to make plays. He just got to do the thing with his end and just close. Uh, Odafi, Owe, like, like you said, um, Hindu, he's spent. They gotta definitely play other guys when you gotta rotate defensive line. That's a lot of work to keep rushing after the pass all day. I played D line my whole entire life. That is, that takes a lot of work to beat two 300 pound men, uh, 200 something pound running back, and gotta bring down a quarterback. That is a lot. That is a lot. The casual fans don't look at that, they think it's easy. That is a lot because every single player, D lineman, you gotta, you gotta, everybody, yeah. linebackers and corners can chill if the ball don't come their way. Edge rushers and interior guy, you every single play you got a battle. You got to beat somebody in front of you every single play, whether it's run or pass. That takes a lot out you. So he definitely got they got to be careful for low ball. But I think those three guys are going to be okay. I don't. I'm not saying run them out of town. Let's just just, just be a little patient. Like we'd have much worse drag. We'd have off the brown. We'd have Matt Elam. Uh, we'd have guys like Courtney Upshaw. Like, like that was much worse. So I'm gonna go ahead and hold off on the bus later. Hey, 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 Justin, were any of them first round picks? Huh? Were any of those first round picks you just named? Matt Elam, uh, Matt I mean, aside, aside from Elam, but they played him out of position. But eh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he went to Florida. I was like the second, and uh, what's the name of second? But we ain't had first round picks those years, so they were all first round picks. All right, uh, one more question: uh, Is size a skill? Uh, In- no, no, it's not. But uh, what I'm saying is that right there. Once you teach him the other stuff, they need to know. Him being 6'4 is going to play in tall hand because now he could take a step over the top from the tight ends and stuff like that. So he basically can be like a mini Cam Chancellor. Because like I said, Cam Chancellor wasn't amazing in coverage. He was good enough, but he came down and laid the boom on him. I could see Kyle Hamilton being that type of player. He's not going to get 50 interceptions. Like, just get that thought out your head. He might get maybe 20 or something like that. And he's going to make a lot of big hits. That's why you my guy, because you're so positive. <laughs> you're so, you, that's why you my guy. You're so positive. Who's negative compared to you, Nando? I don't know, Every, man. No, man, listen, I'm known as being negative because I listen. I I'm sorry. I treat this team like I treat my children. I'm very hard on my children, and I treat this team the same way because we are spoiled. We expect, love them. We right. We expect more. Like, listen, I know, and especially with the newer Ravens fans, since Lamar came aboard, they're used to seeing us win. I've been through the lean times. I've been there through the beginning when we had no defense. And for me, it's like I get mad because we could we could have put together a team so much better and won the Super Bowl by now, in my opinion. We could have been done that. We could have developed a dynasty under Lamar. Once we realized in 2019 that he really can throw that ball, we could have done so much more. But we want to stick to the antiquated ways of the early 2000s, 2010s, and it ain't going to work. And we're still trying to do it. But I think things are, are switching a little bit. Because even on the press at the beginning of the year, they said, we want to be a run-heavy team, run-ball-dominant. We want to do this. We ain't running the ball. 
Yeah, I got it. I'm gonna say this one last thing. I'm gonna be on going. Then we'll get to all good, bad, ugly moments in the game. Then we'll close out. Uh, we could have traded for Deion Jones. I just saw he went for a seventh round pick or something like that. So it's just stuff like that. Like we gotta stop. Like you said, we don't need 15 draft picks every year. Like, like we draft the bait in the sixth round and cut him. So it's like we gotta take, we gotta roll the dice. Like you sh- we should have went and traded for Stephon Diggs and gave up that first round pick. But we should have definitely not take Aiden Hurst and take even Calvin Ridley or DJ Moore. Like is like Wayne. Like, like I just said, I, I definitely still got faith. I wanted Jordan Brooks instead, or Kenneth Murray, or T uh, Higgins. Yeah, T Higgins. Yeah, he yeah, But my yeah. hand, he would have definitely helped too. Sure, especially coming out coming off that loss. But uh, you know, it, it, he definitely got he definitely got to do a better job. Boss draft. It hasn't been horrible, but it hasn't been great either. Because this whole 2019 draft class. Only two players still remain on the team, and that's um, Justice Hill, who's hurt, and Ben Powell. So his 2020 class is a little better. 2021 is not too bad. Like, I don't even know what Daylon Haynes is at right now. Like, I don't know what happened with him. He got hurt. Like, they, fake, they fake the injury and, and medically cut him. Right. Like, yeah. you know, he could have been a, a contributor, like, far as to come in and spell some mind and just give him, a, and give him a blow. But, you know, that he basically handicapped us. Uh, depth of edge rusher for no reason. Like you should just let the kid play. Just that way, whole way in them have fresh legs up for for it. But he definitely has to do a better job with drafting. Though, um, go ahead, Brian. You go ahead and see a piece, and we'll get to our last segment. The good, Ben. Uh, go ahead, Brian. Yeah, two things. Uh, we should have kept uh, Jimmy Smith. We should have kept him on the roster and kept him playing. He was he was a dog for us. He, you know, he made plays. Jimmy Smith. And uh, to go off what y'all said about the receivers. I don't know what I don't know what Harbaugh them thinking, but um, when they seen that we had potential on Lamar, we definitely should have started getting receivers. You know, we really ain't have too many good receivers, and we just I don't know why we shy away from getting receivers, but we just just to compliment him and to give him his pieces like uh, I'm sorry, Hudson, like he said. Um, you gotta, if you believe in your quarterback, you gotta give him pieces. You can't just have him throwing the tight ends all the time. You know that's not gonna work. That's, it, it never do. So, I would like to see us to drive better receivers, get our receivers going, so we can compliment him. And last night, I heard that uh, we was the least team to uh, spend money on receivers. How you, how y'all gonna do that? And y'all trying to, you trying to build in Lamar? You can't be the last team that put money into receivers. Thinking Lamar gonna do it all, you know what I'm saying? So I, I want to see us do better on that if we're really trying to help Lamar and elevate our offense instead of putting all everything on defense. Got you. All right, now we're gonna talk last segment. Uh, our good, bad, and ugly moments in the game. Jason, I'm gonna go ahead and let you start. Uh, give me your good, bad, and ugly moments of yesterday's win. Good man. I'll I'll, I'll go quickly. I'll go quickly. Uh, my good Justin Tucker. No no uh, explanation. Uh, necessary. The coordinators go under the good. And then, uh, you know, I want to say Lamar's versatility and his competitiveness. It wasn't a good game for Lamar overall, but he showed you at the end that if X and Y and Z isn't working, he's got letters that ain't even in the alphabet that he can pull out. (laughs) His his competitiveness is versatility. You can't keep a good man down. The legs were needed to win this game and they were. So yeah, I got Tucker's coordinator, Lamar's just overall competitiveness as the good. The bad run defense. That's the only thing I got. Uh, it's a long-term concern for me. I want to get back to being able to make teams one-dimensional. 
we can do that with the talent we have in the secondary, we can really win a game or two on defense. And the ugly for me, Marcus Williams injury. That's a really good player. That is a true free safety, which is rare in the National Football League. He came in, blended into this system, picked it up, made it his, his own very, very quickly. So it'll be a good opportunity for Hamilton and Stone to show their worth around the league and, and really make a name for themselves. But it's an ugly, ugly um, injury for the Ravens to have to endure. Uh, go ahead, Hindu. You're good, man. Yesterday's one. Uh, good. We won the game. Most definitely. It, uh, it gives us first place in the division. It gives us a division win with the other team struggling. It has a leg up, leg up and gives us a little bit of a cushion. My bad. My bad is going to have to be the run defense. Like he said, I, with with what Mixon was doing prior to that and, and the kind of issues that Cincinnati was having with their offensive line gelling, we, we should have dominated them. They shouldn't have been able to run the ball on us. Um, as far as the ugly, what is the guy's name? Steve Saunders? Who's the head athletic trainer? Yeah, I think it's Steve Saunders. Yeah, think that's, he's my ugly. Listen, ever since he's been here, we've had damn near injury a game. Whatever he's doing ain't working. And the Marcus Williams one, that one might hurt. That one might. And I'm not saying that it had anything to do with the athletic training. It's just that every game I'm tired of seeing somebody go down. Every single game. Um, it, it's kind of hurting our chances. But to Jason's point, it's going to give us a chance to see what these young guys can do. Because you never know down the line when we're going to need them in the playoffs. So they now have that game experience behind them. But I still don't like seeing the injuries. Got you. Go ahead, AJ. Um, you're good, man. Uh, good. Uh, we won a game, of course. Um, Stanley, Stanley is back. He looked good, you know, for the reps that we've seen. Um, you know, I want to give a shout out to him for going out there and, uh, you know, just the injury of what he'd been through, the multiple surgeries, and to be honest, not knowing if he ever was going, you know, play football again with all that weight going on that ankle. Um, uh, so you know, that was good. Uh, the bad uh, personnel. And when I say personnel, I'll say personnel on both sides sides of the ball. Um, I feel like certain people should be in on certain plays, and certain players should just be out there on the field. Um, I don't know if they keep trying to fill people out or what, but I, I don't know what it's going to take because on certain downs, certain players shouldn't be in, and we shouldn't be in certain formations. I mean, I'll be trying to get a first down to sustain a drive and score. Or are we just going out there experimenting, seeing what we have? And that goes for defense as well. Do you want to leave your high hand in? Or are you guys experimenting and trying to see what you have? Um, I would say the ugly is, of course, we lose Williams for a couple of games. We don't you know, know, know how long. But um, I just don't have, you know, from what I see in Hamilton, he's not ready. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. And the way it looks, Brandon Stevens and Geno Stone are going to have to play safety. Um, I believe Hamilton will get out there on the field. But to me, mentally, um, I don't know if he can't read the field. I don't know if he can't understand his assignment. But um, he's not ready. Uh, does he have the physical body? Um, yeah, but, I mean, you know, if you if, if you don't got the brains, then, I mean, that physicality don't mean nothing, especially you being a player that, that plays off the ball. I mean, it's not like you're in the – like you just a guy who we could just, okay, well, you know, go ahead and get a defensive tackle. Just take up two blockers and we'll let the linebacker do the rest. That's not his case. You got to, it's called a skill position, you know, for a reason. You're a skilled player. 
Uh, and mentally, I don't think he has the skills. Uh, but uh, shout out to Justin Tucker, um, you know, for winning it. Um, but that's my take on it. All right, Brian, give me your good, bad, and ugly. Good, bad, and ugly is pretty much the same all around with, with the rest of y'all. We got the dub. Um, we we managed the game better like, as coach, the coaches managed the game a little bit better. Well, better. Yeah, definitely better from last week. And, um, the bad, I would say the run defense. I don't, like, I don't know if he scared of the of the route combination or what's going on, but the run defense has to get better because Joe Mixon, come on, when he gets when we give it to him, he, he he's on fire. But we can we can stop that. Um, another bad missed throws, missed throws by Lamar. I I know as he quarterback, it happens, but some of them was just. You, you got to make that through, you know, you have to. Uh, the ugly, the injuries, and uh, that's that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it with me. Uh, me, good. Of course, the win. Got the win. You know, always win is a win no matter what. Mike Tomlin always said, man, as long as you got one more point than the other team, it's another win in the win, Kyle. I'm a firm believer of that. The uh, mob's pretty good, like I said uh he missed, he missed a couple of throws. Other than that, man, he, he, you know, he took over the last drive and kept us in the game. Uh, never good. Seeing Ronnie Stanley back playing, held up pretty good. Didn't give up no sacks, no pressures. Uh, J.K. Dobbins and Drake got going in the running game. The old line was pretty good. Uh, defense and Mike McDonald, they, you know, they had a pretty good game plan. You hold Jamal Chase to 50 yards. Uh, Joe Burrow only passed for 200 yards. 200 yards. So that's a pretty, that's, that's good. Bad, like I'm gonna echo everybody else to run defense. Like we pride ourselves on stopping the run. Like I said, Joe Mixon is a hell of a back. I'm not gonna take nothing from him, but we gotta we gotta definitely stop the run better, getting our run fits a little better, get more aggressive. So I think you know, in due time that'll fix itself. The ugly is the injuries and officiating. The officiating was like was once again one I don't and I don't really like to cry about officiating, but it was iffy once again, like I said, the uh missed PI calls they had on our receivers and you know the bull crap, rough of the passes. They kept calling. Kyle Hamilton thing, I mean, that, that was ticky-tack. They could have let him play. Hayden Hurst, they jockey for position. So it was like, you know, they, they could have let him play on that one. But that's my good one. So. Right, another, another thing uh, real quick. Do y'all know why J.K. won't, won't run in the ball? I mean, wasn't wasn't in like that late in the game? Um, probably try to preserve him. Probably try to preserve him because they still try to Slowly working back. So that's okay. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Same with Ronnie. By by the way, Brion. They said, you know, Ronnie's fine. They just had a, a certain plan in mind, and you know, I don't mind <laughs> too much with Ronnie, especially because once I go you know, into halftime and that thing starts tightening up or whatever's going on with that injury, like it was just good to hear Harbaugh say after the game, they're both fine. You know what I mean? They're good. It was just part of the plan. So. Okay. Yep, man. I mean, everybody, y'all, thanks for tuning in. That's it for episode uh, six YouTube channel. Like I said, check this out in the audio version for Spotify, season one, episode 11. Uh, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, that was all this, all that good stuff you got. Uh, we're going to let the people see some closing remarks. We're going to get out of here. So, Jason, go ahead. You got any closing remarks? No, no, I could I could <laughs> battle with AJ a little bit. I could battle with AJ. <laughs> I got good. I mean, this is the platform for it, though. I mean, here's what I want to say about the Hamilton thing is 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 what I want to get back to. 
his IQ is very high. His problem is he's trying to do others' jobs and not sticking with his. He's not being disciplined enough. Uh, he is leaving his assignment to go try to help guys like Patrick Queen. Did a film breakdown on that to try to help instead of just staying and doing his job. If he does that, he'll be fine. Right now, he's just trying to preach pressing. He's trying to do too much. So I think it'll be very interesting to see. My final thought is this game plan against the New York Giants this week. Totally different offensive scheme, totally different offensive philosophy, talent than we've seen in Cincinnati. Um, it's basically going to be, hey, that run defense we're talking about, what's McDonald going to do to stop that? Um, is he, Does he trust Hamilton in the back end to just be like, all right, bro, don't work. you're not working in combo with anybody. you just back there, use your range and use your instincts the way you used them in college by being that free safety. Or does he say, look, Kyle's really not ready. He's not showing it to us in practice. We're going to have to put Geno Stone. So I want to see the game plan is what I'm looking for this week because it's going to have to be totally different than Cincinnati Bengals. we got to stop basically one person, one aspect of their game, and that's Saquon Barkley. Can we do it? Can this run defense rise to the occasion? Can Mike McDonald make the necessary adjustments to contain that man? Because if we do, we're going to win this game. All right, Hen, do you any closing remarks? Um, yeah, to Jason's point, listen. Uh, uh, next up is the New York Giants in the Meadowlands. Um, yeah, we listen, run defense is a problem, and Saquon is on fire. I was wrong. I thought Saquon was going to come in again, play three or four games, be hurt, play maybe two. But dude, is he's, he's being the pick that they wanted him to be coming out of Penn State. But more importantly, I don't want – history to repeat itself of us because listen going in a couple years back dean pease and the tennessee titans we was like oh dean pease led defense we're gonna carve them dudes up and dean pease was like haha surprise <laughs> and they <laughs> and dean pease did a number on us the same with wink martindale up in, in new york he's been going against a greg roman led offense for three years now and he knows what to expect so it's, it's going to be a little bit of a chess match and i just hope that we don't get too much offensive hubris and get overconfident and go in there. Um, I think we need to do a little bit more in the passing game. I, I know some people feel like he's the dude, but I, I, I kept quiet about him for a minute, but Isaiah likely he ain't it. He ain't it. Um, even on that, <laughs> even on that last drive against Cincinnati, Lamar could have scored a touchdown, but instead of likely blocking, he stood there and looked around and I'm just like, he does yeah. that a lot. He looks lost. He doesn't know where he's supposed to line up. I think we just need somebody other than him and Oliver at that tight end position to kind of take that pressure off of Andrews. And without actually going out and getting another receiver, we might be fine. But I just don't think that what we have right now, we, we, we listen, Roman need to get that vault. He needs to dig in that bag and scheme up some plays. So I think Devin Duvernay, weird as it sounds, might have to be the focal point of the offense if Bateman can't come back. Uh, for one, I want to thank all you guys, you know, for being on here, giving your thoughts and opinions, sharing your knowledge and, uh, you know, all Ravens fans, you know, um, always want to thank JP, um, you know, um, for having us and getting us together on here. Um, you know, uh, this week coming up, we got a former defensive coordinator, um, and trust and believe he's going to bring his book. He's going to bring his arsenal. Um, and it's not going to be no holding back. Um, 
here's my thing. Now, if we go out there and we play and I see the same 10 to 15 formation that Roman runs every, you know, single game, because we all see it. You know, film don't lie. A lot of things lie, but film does not lie. We all see it. Here's my thing. Now, a lot of – and I say this before. Teams prepare for number eight to me. They don't prepare for Greg Roman's formations. They prepare for Lamar Jackson. I'm going to say that. But we need to actually come up with a scheme for this game. Um, defensively, I feel like we need to bring uh, interior lineman up, Isaiah Mack, to kind of help out a little bit. Um, him and Travis Jones move Calais outside along with Matabike, if possible. Um, I don't know what Brett Urban is doing. I don't know why, why we brought this guy back. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, this game, I feel like um, Queen needs to keep his head on the swivel because I'm going to tell you right now, if you go in that hole, and you can't get off a block. Saquon's going to look at you, and he's going to keep it moving. So mm-hmm. for me, I feel like Malik Harrison, he's going to have to play. He's going to have to be that guy this game because one, Malik Harrison is not all of that in pass coverage. But then again, I can say Queen ain't all that in pass coverage. So I mean, you know, where does it end? But one thing I know about Malik Harrison is he can get off a block, and he ain't scared to tackle. He gonna he gonna go ahead, load them short, and he gonna go up with you, and he's gonna he's gonna hit you. Um, so I feel like, you know, I feel like he needs to get some time this game, but it's going to be interesting. Um, I'm definitely ready for it. Um, but we're going to have to see how that goes uh, for both sides of the ball. Cause you know, like Hindu said, we shut down one guy and that's Saquon Barkley. I mean, and we just got to go out there and score, take the points, whether it's field goal, touchdown, I don't care. Uh, we just need to do it. But, um, yeah, you know, I just, like I said, I want to thank you all for being on here. And yeah, yeah, Jason, we we got to talk, Jason. I gotta, we, we gonna have to talk, man. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna keep up. But uh, I want to tell everybody, please like and subscribe. Uh, go check us out. Um, a shout out to my boy uh, Chris Wright, Brian Murray, and Chris Wright brought up that question too because I always ask him if there's anything that you know you would like for me to discuss or you want to come on. He asked, what do we think about trading for um, DJ Moore? So that's why I brought it out because Carolina's trying to clean house. So I'm like, why why not go and try to get him? I mean, we ain't got nothing to lose. Go get him. Get another receiver to help this team out, and, uh, you know, we can do it. But uh, please like and subscribe. I want to thank you all. Um, once again, you want to thank everybody for tuning in to us and checking us out. And uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, Brian, your closing remarks. Yeah, I want to appreciate y'all, JP and uh, AJ, for having me on. Appreciate. I like talking to uh, Hindu and Jason. It's a good conversation. Uh, but next week, we just have to, as AJ said, we have to scheme better on offense. It's the same formation, same plays, man. We need. We see every other team doing some some trick plays, some reverses. We don't have to just go to that, but switch it up. I feel like we still stuck in this. This 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 gonna work instead of evolving and uh, switching up the game plan and uh, doing better with the routes. And defensively, we have to stop the run. We have to stop the run. I mean, they, we pretty much know what we have on uh, with the passing game. We just have to stop the run and don't give them any life on that side of the ball. We just shut it down and, and stop Shaquan. And I think we'll be, uh, we'll be good. But appreciate y'all again. Hopefully I'm on here with, with a Steelers game. Uh, you know I like the rival game. Hopefully I'm over here again. I uh, appreciate y'all for having me. Yeah, my closing remarks is uh, to take it back on anything like said. Uh, I agree with AJ. Malik Harrison, I bet say he need to start. I love I love Uncle Josh Bonds, but he just need to spot play because we need more youth right there. 
no no middle linebacker is going to cover like a DB. I'm going to say this for the people who are back. I'm going to say it again. No middle linebacker is going to cover like a DB. So when people say linebacker is not good in coverage, like they play linebacker for a reason, my man. Like <laughs> they cover, they're supposed to cover good enough. Their main job is to come up and stop them. Like I just, I just, it's only you can count on one hand how many linebacks can really cover like that great. It's just, it's just, it's, they're just going to be in a natural disadvantage because of that size. But um, like I said, definitely he's going against Wink Martindale. Going to be interesting. You know he's going to want to win this game because the Giants are actually a formidable football team right now for one. So we definitely can't go in there thinking it's an easy dub. We are going to, you know, take points. You know, same way how you would treat it if you're going against Buffalo or Cincinnati. You got you got to treat the Giants with the same respect. Now they're not the same old Giants. Just do them at. It's going to be a pretty tough, gritty game. Then we on the road. So, like I said, um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing Kyle Hamilton and Geno Stone step up. And I'm looking forward to seeing more Ronnie Stanley. So, yeah, those those, that's, those are my closing remarks. But once again, everybody, thank you guys for coming on, man. Everybody check out the show Wednesday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern. We got Coach Evans coming on, sit two tallies. He's going to come on and help me and AJ break down the Giants. Week six matchup against the Ravens. So, definitely make sure y'all like and subscribe. Like I said, um, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. Y'all can listen to the audio show. So, everyone, uh, have an amazing Monday. Enjoy the Monday night game, and Raiders and um, Chiefs. Uh, you know, as I always like to say, make sure y'all trade. Talk Ravens all day, every day. From my host, Justin P., my co-host, AJ Hansen, my special guest, Jason, uh, at Huddle Up Fam, and you, Ravens Online, I'm Gatekeeper, my man, Breon. We'll see y'all Wednesday, 5.30 p.m. Eastern. We out. Big choice. All right.